Welcome back to another episode of A Bit of Board Games. Today is an interesting one. Uh, it's episode 85, and uh, it's Thursday, December 7th. Ralph and I recorded an episode, supposedly, last night. Um, but since I'm not in my usual space and traveling, and on a different computer, some uh, issues arose. And this time, I did not have audio. So that episode uh, was kind of was kind of a bust. Um, Ralph recorded his audio separately and everything, and it sounded great. And uh, mine did not get recorded because of some of my settings on OBS. So that's where we're at now. Um, yeah, anyway, so I, as I said, am not in my normal spot. Uh, I'm Steven, by the way of Bill Awful Games. And I am currently traveling for for work. I'm in Chicago and uh, it's been it's been a, been a good trip so far. But just kind of being displaced and had family in town leading up to this and did not have time before uh, before this trip to to record for for this podcast. And so here we are and it's a yeah, it's a weird one. So um, the last last week, the, this last week of my life, I had my parents in town visiting, and it was a lot of fun. We did a lot of Christmas things. We watched three Christmas movies. We watched White Christmas, Noel from Disney Plus, and uh, the claymation Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, classic classic Rudolph, uh, with the kids for that one. Which was hilarious because my uh, the kids were very afraid of uh, the Bumble, the the big abominable snowman, uh, not snowman. Yeah, the the big snow monster thing, and he would chase them, and, and it was just amazing seeing the <laughs> reactions of my kids' faces. So while they're watching the movie, I'm watching them because something intense is happening, and their eyebrows fully raised. And then something mean or scary is happening. They're just angrily squinting at the at the TV. Uh, it was it was quite um, quite interesting there. But it was uh, yeah good to watch some some fun Christmas movies. I realize this is probably I don't think I've watched this many Christmas movies in a single Christmas season in a long time. I think that we always intend to and we always want to. But then the time just gets away from us and we're like watching other shows and whatever and so we kind of forget um and then it just goes by but we got some on the docket this this time and it was a lot of fun um also in the lost episode which this is like the third episode i think we've lost third or fourth <laughs> total now uh where we've recorded and completely lost something <clears throat> um ralph and i talked about uh, what he was up to as well, and he was also displaced in a in a different spot, but that's because they've been doing a lot of house projects and housework, uh, painting everywhere and like trim and walls and doing some more decorating. So he's working on getting his office up and up and going. So I thought just for the heck of it, I'll throw together all of the the random clips that I've made, uh, reels, YouTube shorts, whatever from. Uh, the past, however many episodes 
that we've <laughs> that we've done in the clips that I made. Um, so yeah, they'll just kind of be different sound bites um, from from what we've talked about. Some words of wisdom from Ralph, some from some from me, uh, but mainly Ralph. So that'll be it. Here's here's the thing, listeners, viewers, everyone out there. It's, it's just good practice to just think through how you would design a game, think through the mechanics, the theme, and how the theme plays in. We are very much we're heavy on the theme designing side and we build mechanics around the, around that. It's like, we're like, Hey, here's an idea of a world or a story or a game. And then we dive into that. And the more that we get into how the world works and what, what's happening in that world, that's kind of how we decide what the game's going to be. What is the purpose of this game? What is it trying to do? And then how do we get the game there? How do we get that feeling? I'm, everyone has ideas, but if you're trying to design a game or and make something, just like pick a random theme and then just start going down that, that rabbit hole and just see what what you come up with and, and where it goes. It's just a good exercise to try out different things and uh, get your design chops going. Have you gotten into a project and then completely changed directions? Yes, both professionally and personally, I've done that. Hmm. Some projects just you will bang your head against a wall <laughs> hoping for a breakthrough. You'll go crazy tweaking and refining, oh, yeah. messing with this yeah. one thing. And then you'll just take a second away from that idea, do something completely fresh and boom, that's the one. An important thing is learning to appreciate the different steps and not getting too frustrated. So I've like finished a brand almost. Yeah. I've had fonts, I've had color scheme worked out, mm. everything. And, and I've still, still, just because this one random idea would pop into my head, I try <laughs> it out and then it looks so much better. Oh man. And then I'm yeah. like, I'm going to have to change everything. What is the more difficult stage to be in? The easiest stage is the initial design. You have this idea, and then you're building out that idea conceptually. If you focus on the, the lore of the game, you're then trying to figure out what kind of mechanics work with that, or what kind of game it is. In terms of the two of like the development and the art, there's fun and grindy aspects to both. The development and testing, you know, we, we get ideas, and we get a prototype, and then we, we try it out, and then we find all the issues. You know, hopefully the game is actually like fun. Then we like make tweak, make tweaks, make changes, like adjust stats, adjust numbers and cards, and then try it again. The art, I think, is fun to imagine what that item is going to look like and and draw that out. There's yeah. there's fun aspects to that, but then there's also the part where it can it can feel like a chore. Cause you're like, I have to just draw sixty items. <laughs> it's just like production. You're just doing it because it has to get done. But like, I think there's elements yeah. of it that can still be fun. I kind of just enjoy like <laughs> all the aspects of it. Certain games are better than others because of how intentional they are with their designs. So we're talking about like intentional game design. You're designing in a certain way to get your players to experience a set of feelings. You want players to experience that game in a specific way. The, that's, I think you're hitting on the, the most important part. What separates intentional game design from bloated design would be mm. that your decisions as a player should feel like they actually matter. Mm, they should sure. feel like they, they make a real impact on your experience. You want people to have fun when they fail. So mm. essentially you want like a rewarding challenge so a challenge that like feels good to accomplish but in that accomplishment it feels good because it was difficult that you accomplished that in board games how do you make it fun to fail because like in video games you know if it's like a fast-paced game you die and you're just reloaded back to the checkpoint and can, can keep going keep trying something but in a board game that can 
sometimes feel worse if you're like going through this big scenario or this mission and then you get close to the end and like you die or everyone dies and then then you lose if it just kind of sucks trying not to make things feel unfair like if someone's gonna fail it shouldn't feel like they had no control over right that. you don't want to fail on a bad dice roll you yeah don't fail yeah on yeah like not drawing a right card you need to like provide them everything they need like to succeed but in a way like where yeah. they have to figure it out when do you decide that an illustration or a project is done? Art and design are different answers here. With design, there's a clear intention. And once you've conveyed that message, you can pretty much call it a wrap. That's what good design does. It hopefully acts as like a pretty vehicle sure. for your message to be brought to people. So um, what about in like art? Is it just more subjective? So art is a mm. much more difficult one. Sometimes there's no real intention or it's left intentionally interpretive or vague mm. because the value of artwork is more intrinsic. You need to know your own goals with the art and accurately and honestly try to evaluate whether or not you've reached them. A good general rule would just be to finish more art. And you may not be happy with everything you do, but yeah. with each new project you, you finish, you'll start being happier with that more often. Hmm with my with my oh, art yeah. and with like my illustrations, you know, I'll get feedback from like friends and family like, oh like this is awesome. But is it? I start over analyzing it and I'm just like, this is hot garbage. And so then I start start over. And it's hard to get over that. I feel like I, mm -hmm. I'm not good enough to do this. I feel like I, I can't do it, that I, I should be better. How have you dealt with that? Imposter syndrome, it's super common, especially in creative mm. fields. A lot of it has to do with your frame of mind. All that imposter syndrome really indicates is that you've like achieved something because people achieve way more than they think they can or think they're capable of. You didn't get there for no reason. You had a drive. Yeah. Someone saw something in you. You worked hard and now you're here because that's the tricky thing. It's like you can you can start to get all in your own head and work through the imposter feelings and don't let it bring you to like some kind of halt. The hardest part is all of the initial legwork of figuring out how the item kind of fits together and how it is presented generally. After that, honestly, the rendering and stuff goes pretty smooth because sure. I'm just so used to doing that. It, the part that you would think is the easiest part is the hardest part. It's just getting it <laughs> yeah. down and proportioned correctly and having everything kind of like figured out how it how this bit of the item connects to this other bit of the item. That's the hardest part right there because yeah. that's what's going to make your item feel good and natural you know if you start out with a good with something good in a rough state then it, it you should be able to carry that through to the yeah. finished state if it starts in its rough state not really looking right and you put off figuring out some of those things and you're like oh i can worry about that later really it never comes together in my experience that that has never worked for me so you have to answer so many questions up front it was hard for me to go as exaggerated as I did on the concepts that I made. And but now looking at them now, I'm like, oh, they still look pretty basic. Like it's really not exaggerated. It's not natural in some sense to to draw like that because it just feels so off base from what it would actually look like if yeah. it was like a real thing. It is really easy when you're drawing to think of things on a micro level mm -hmm. instead of like a more macro <clears throat> level. It, it because you're thinking of 
not just, oh, am I going to make it exaggerated or not? No, you're also figuring out what materials is this made out of mm-hmm. and what, what color would that be? And then what would, yeah. how would this connect to this? And then how does uh, this play out? Oh, the perspective needs to look correct and look natural. And so you get like <laughs> tunnel visioned in yeah. and then by the end of it, you've forgotten that you're supposed to be making this kind of whimsical style item. And it just, it kind of loses some of that. It's still... Drawtober. We've definitely sl- slowed down. We've both just had other other stuff happening, and look, I feel like a failure too. Don't, don't worry. I, <laughs> like I had such high hopes for Drawtober. I know, but we actually have been working. It's just mm-hmm. that we have just hit walls that have to do with I think. I mean, from in my case, it's my own skill level yeah. and what I want to see out of this game. We should call it Learntober because we're just yeah <laughs> learning. Or Walltober, because hitting all these walls. It's just, it's been a learning process. You know, jumping in, we're like, let's do art. And then now it's like, oh, there's there's a lot of factors here. Well, thanks again for tuning in to these wonderful little nuggets here. And we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. Ready for you, that, and stuff. Okay, cool. All right, thanks again for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye.